Hey, welcome back to A Conversation With. My name is Philip DeFranco, and today we are having a conversation with Lindsay DeFranco, a.k.a. my wife, a.k.a. my humbler in chief. But uh, before we jump into that, I want to thank one of the sponsors of today's podcast, NordVPN.com slash Phil. You know, you definitely want to be sure to secure your devices when you access the internet, shield your browsing data through encrypted tunnels, which you can do all of that with NordVPN. And on top of the security and the privacy for all your devices, they can also keep you entertained by unblocking content on multiple platforms. So to protect all your devices and stream what you want, where you want, when you want, just head on over to NordVPN vpn.com slash phil but with that said let's just jump into it do you want to do you want to be the first person to get a card or do you want me to ask you a question first i don't care this is your show i'm gonna make, okay. you, work. I'm gonna yeah, make yeah. you work for it <laughs> i got this okay i'm like a professional at this point not i don't know <laughs> <laughs> is that how it's gonna come in just you is that is that is that our relationship is you just neg me yeah you said i'm the humbler in chief that's yeah, so what that i am accurate. yeah no, it's good. I mean, I think sometimes you do it for my betterment, and then a lot of the times it's just for you. Well, it's <laughs> just... to, to tell you who you are. We need to have a pool day tomorrow. Yeah, we're having one on Sunday for sure. Oh, yeah, okay. What we can do tomorrow, too. Yes. The would... pool is overflowing, so <laughs> I oh, yeah, don't want to look at that water bill. We need to figure out how to get it to refill automatically so that we don't have to keep doing that. Or we could just remember <laughs> to turn the hose off. You're going to re remember? Oh, I'm not saying me. That's what I'm I saying. Shouldn't be, I shouldn't be responsible for anything that requires me to remember something past four minutes. And I, you think I should? Yes. I wear a fanny pack now because I lose everything. <laughs> I, I thought, wear a fanny pack at home. I thought it was more of like a utility because you you like love gardening now. Well, yeah, it's but also it, it started out as that, but now it is transferred into the home. <laughs> All right, you ready? Oh, we're not going? Dude, I don't know. You're so, you're so, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing with you is i had to do that moment because i didn't know if you were gonna you're gonna be like wait so did we start you didn't make it absolutely clear i thought we were going <laughs> well we are going okay great perfect should i address my hands do my hands look orange i don't know i don't know what the uh the color profile settings we so have on the camera are should we just go ahead and discuss how i dyed my hair without gloves last night oh because you're smart yes um i was anxious my hair looked like shit so it's better than it was. Which is weird because you wear gloves almost all the time now, whether you're gardening or you're just being careful, but not for your hair. No. Not for anything that I can was, stain. I was just ready to go. I thought I'll wash it. You guys, maybe I'll give you a picture to put in there because it was so bad. <laughs> yes. It was so bad, but I used pretty much everything you can use to try to get it I love just how stressed you were. You were like, do I need to try and bronze my entire body <laughs> yeah. to make this less obvious? Not. Yeah, it was bad. I used a lot of stuff. I do not think, I think you would have been fine. I don't think anyone's been canceled over the color of their palms. No, I didn't think I was going to get canceled. I just thought that it was going to be a distraction and. They just wouldn't be able to enjoy it. Yeah. They'd be like, what is wrong with this? That's what I would think. Like I fixate on those little things and I can't focus on what someone's saying. Well, I would only, I would guesstimate that only 20% of the audience watching right now is as broken as you are. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday I was trying to explain to Phil why. There's a specific song on TikTok and I don't like it. And when I hear it, it makes mm. me want to throw up and it makes me. Oh, I was going to play it. And then I was please like, oh, don't. it makes me want to cry. Like, I don't enjoy it. And it reminds me of The Exorcist. And that's for some reason what I think a possessed person would sound like. And it evokes a reaction. I mean, then Phil is like, I just you have so many things wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, if you want to hear it, go to my TikTok, TikTok.com slash 
Philip DeFranco. It's the only place I actually have my full name. Mm. That's how I know that the youth does not care about me. <laughs> that, I was Wait. A, that I was actually able to get my Philip DeFranco. I got the full real name. What's your Instagram? Philly DeFranco. Oh. Because motherfuckers just snatch. On Facebook, I'm DeFranco Nation. <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's gen- genuinely annoying. So uh, over the past few weeks on the podcast, we've been playing a game called Skin Deep. Mm-hmm. But we've been playing the Strangers Edition. We are not strangers in any way whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to play the Couples Edition. Okay. We've dabbled with this, right? We've asked each other, I think, four questions each. Yeah. Four months or four months ago. A month ago. Yeah. I feel like it was... It was actually like good. It was like a bonding moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're going to do a little bit of that today. If it gets too real, we should do the strangers one too. If it gets too like, real. Like these are really serious almost in-depth but I think, questions. But I think, here's the thing. I You share yourself on your Instagram stories and like people can see your life that way. Yeah. I barely do it. And I yeah, think that's part, of, part of this could be helpful in one us maybe talking about questions that we don't normally talk about okay. and monetizing it because that's what YouTubers do when we're broken. Uh, and and also, I, I think it kind of, you know, I don't have the the vlog anymore. I don't have anything yeah. where I, unfortunately, based off of like how the internet treats people, it, it I, I shut myself off in that way. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of a me opening up little bit by little bit. And you're kind of the, the ultimate key master when it comes to, to right. me. That's what I like about Instagram, though. People are so much nicer. Like, there's oh, yeah. still some, eh, but if if someone's <laughs> going to take the initiative to actually write you a message, not knowing if you're going to see it or not, it weeds out a lot of the sure. bad. Yeah, no, on Instagram, I'll get some negative comments every now and then. Yes. I, I had not paid attention to Facebook comments in a while, and I was like, I want to see Ooh. what people are going to say about certain things. Uh, if I'm talking about anything that's like, BLM, critical of the president, anything like that. The fucking crazies come out. I posted that uh after Trump did what I, that like propaganda esque video, and Which I one? I made <laughs> I know uh, after after those protesters were definitely you know not not treated poorly in any way. Um, and he did this. What was it? Uh, the, the the church photo shoot, and I oh, made that video. Yes, yes, yes. Someone was like, "I can't wait for the civil war so I can unload some lead on you." And I was oh, like, "Wow, oh, death we are threats. gonna tell on you." <laughs> we are gonna, I love it. <laughs> That's your response. Oh, Zuckerberg's gonna We're find gonna out, tell on and you. he maybe seven months after the fact might acknowledge that it was a bad thing. Here's another thing Phil doesn't like about me. i have conspiracy theories that i will never share publicly yeah i will never share them publicly because it's very irresponsible to but sometimes you just have to get out your feelings because so many things are happening that that just don't make sense and i think that's where conspiracy theories come from is when people are trying to make sense of something that doesn't make sense so i'll tell film my conspiracy theories and um, well we've all been infected with this unfortunate disease that makes us not trust anything or unfortunately a lot of people blindly believe whatever is I in think front it's of more them. blindly believing yeah. yeah and so i mean because there's sometimes that i'll see something that is completely counter to what i've just witnessed and we've deeply researched and i'm like wait is that did, did we get it wrong? and then you actually take the time which unfortunately takes a lot of time sometimes yeah to realize oh no that's a crazy bullshit thing um and so I think that's where it bene- we we benefit from people like got to mention mention him every podcast, Doctor Mike, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> who's being paid by the NWL. Now you know. Here we go, getting started, Lindsay. Here, because we're this is actually we're going to be able to ask each other things. Okay. Uh, what's your favorite imperfection about me, your, Lindsay DeFranco? My favorite imperfection. Hmm. I got a lot of them. Uh, it, this has to be an in the moment thing, you know. Hmm. Um. 
But I also feel like this might be an ego stroking game. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Stroke that ego. Uh, your face is very... <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. The... <laughs> that was not on purpose, but good job, me. Um, you're, you can't hide how you're feeling with your face. Oh, yeah. And I, I think people think I do it on purpose. Like, And I think... Because I'm sometimes a passive aggressive person, but when it, it, it is my face, it I cannot control it. You're yeah. absolutely right. So yeah. it's very easy for me to tell when you're being dishonest about how you're feeling. Mm. When do I, when do you think that I normally would do that? Is it like if I'm angry or I'm like sad or what? It's you're not really ever sad that you hmm. don't express. Like if you're sad, you tell me you're sad. But if you're frustrated, I can just see it in your face. <laughs> I think yeah. I think. Uh... Yeah, I wonder if that's just an inability, like a base inability for me, or if that's because so many of my interactions are digital that I haven't had to really, really train myself up for proper human-human uh, yeah. uh, connections. Interesting. Okay, now your turn. <laughs> your face. Your um. face, yeah, that's the clip. That's the clip I'm using. Oh, you did this on purpose. I did not. You can shuffle. You can a thousand percent shuffle. I don't know what this is. What? Why would I? What, what is? What, the, what is this ready? question that you think that I planted it? Ideally, how often would you like to have sex per week? <laughs> is that? I Phil? swear. I swear. I swear on our children. I did not stack the deck. I can answer this for you. Phil would like to have sex nineteen times a day. So if multiply possible. that by seven. Which I mean, to to push the the odds in my favor, I think I just need to get back into shape <laughs> i think that would that maybe will tip the scales no yeah i uh yeah but we've been together for 13 <laughs> years we have two young kids and we're going through a pandemic like how honest are we getting here i, I want that i would say i wonder what that's like because i think that I, I wonder if like at the beginning of the pandemic when because there are definitely couples out there that are like you know we started having sex more Right. Because because close we're proximity. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if that's continued or because that would be an interesting <laughs> experiment. But I would love to see if there was something I could see the data on. I'd be fascinated by that. But uh, but I also think that dudes have a skewed version of the average women's sex drive. And I'm, I'm there's always outliers. Right. Sure. There's pe everyone. Everyone's yeah. got different libidos. But if you're a mom with kids like it's just, and you've been married for it's so different. It's so different. Mm -hmm. well, I'm going to flip it to you. But I don't think you believe that. What? 19? <laughs> no, I don't think you believe that like all women have different sex drives and it doesn't. No, no, no. Uh, I've been. It, it's it has nothing to do with the husband no well i think yeah, yeah, yeah well or the partner mm, i mean I think, i'm sure it does i think it, but... it i think it's affected in a certain degree but no i've been i mean obviously i haven't been with uh a ton of people uh but no i mean i've i've been with people that have different interests also it's different because i think that in like especially when you're in a relationship that's like three to twelve months um wow. i think you're 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 maybe still in that that frame of mind where uh, sometimes maybe you do it more because you're like, I don't want this person to think that I don't like them or maybe you have like more insecurities or stuff like yeah. that. But yeah, I think you, you figure out a way to balance everything, but I don't know. 19. I know that I'm joking. I think if, if we ha once a day, you'd be fine. Yes. <laughs> I think ideally for me, it's like two times a week, two to three, two to three. Why is that? I think that's enough. <laughs> That includes everything. What do you mean? You know, 
Yeah. Like a one-sided thing as well. Does that count? Is that the a half? The fact that I have What's enough. What's the math on this? If, that, okay. Yeah. The math. So if the kids were gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> like they moved out, got yeah. jobs at five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I think for me, there's so many contributing factors, right? Like. No, here's the thing. Cause I, I wouldn't, uh, the one, the once a day thing, obviously, like on paper, I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. We're in such a weird, like the stresses that I go through, the real life fucking craziness, the the responsibilities, like it can weigh down. And also, I think my mindset on it has changed as I've gotten older. Really? Um, well, because I mean, you know, part of, so part of the reason isn't that I have this like crazy blah, blah, blah sex drive. I, I think part of it's also based off of. Uh, it's how I feel love. It's, yeah. I think it's, uh, well, yeah, we have different love languages for sure. <laughs> oh, you're all about that. But it's, but it's also like my, and don't, I'm not saying that Phil has ever said this to me. He's a very understanding person, but it's also me having to remember that that is how you feel love. Sure. And you have to, you have to like, what did I, <laughs> God. I, I remember, Am I, just... I going to quote John Mayer? I don't want to quote John Mayer. But <laughs> Your body love, is a wonderland. Like, no, love is a verb. Like, it's an action. It's not sure. just a feeling that you can show someone. You have to show someone with your actions. And for me, being so anxious and depressed, it is difficult for me. And that's one of my flaws of many. But it's difficult for me to understand that you don't feel love the same way that I feel love. Sure. Like, my love is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And favors. acts of service. Yeah. But it's, I think it's mainly words of affirmation. I'm like, just tell me I'm smart. <laughs> just, and it's not even like, tell me I'm pretty. It's tell me I'm smart or tell me I'm doing a good job. And I feel like I do that. Just tell me you're proud of me. That's all I need to know. <laughs> I say that. But also. But also I think it probably, our relationship is very much, and I don't mean that it's like good and bad. We, we have this flow to us where I feel like, and I think I've talked about it to other people where I feel like one of us ends up being the more supportive person based off of what we're going yeah, through. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that's how it should be. It shouldn't be which one. Is, which is rare because I, what I will say is it's it's rare that we never are kind of both down at the same time. And I wonder if it's, it's something in our relationship where we have that support. I don't know. Well, I think when was it recently? It was like I was feeling really depressed and then something happened with you. You were worried about something. It was a couple weeks ago. And. I I could tell that you were starting to go like downward with your mood. Mm, mm-hmm. Forget what it was about. But then I kicked into gear of like, okay, Lindsay, you've had your time to be sad, pull it together and like be there for him. And so I think it's, it's a, we've over 13 years, we've balanced it really well, I mm-hmm. think. And it's like, and you, you will do the same. Even last Friday, you were a little bit stressed. And then I came in after exercising and after having a very long period of not feeling anxiety or anything, of feeling pretty good, and I just broke down and I couldn't breathe. And you really like, he stopped playing his video games, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's how you know it was serious. Yeah. And I was just like, I can't breathe. I'm so like, just feeling so empathetic towards so many things that are happening. Mm. And it helped. And you like stopped everything you were doing that day. But I think it also, we don't rely on each other too much to the point where it feels like, I'm always coming to you saying, help me, help me. You no, know? and I feel like in that way, it feels like fair may be the wrong word, but it feels like a fair yeah. relationship, yeah. The, like, healthy. Because I think if one of us was always like something, it yeah. would probably, yeah, it would add weight to the, the relationship. All off of this one question. I know. Wow. 
That's so fantastic. Uh, here we go. Okay, Lindsay, what do you think would help improve our relationship? I think if we had a hobby that we could do together. Mm. I've gotten really into gardening recently. It has changed. I This is so, it has changed my life. Yeah, I think, yeah, I would agree with that. It has completely changed Your everything. Your whole attitude. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, I'm not saying gardening has cured me of depression, but it's really lifted me up a lot because I have this tangible thing that I can see results fairly quickly. It's something I can tend to every day. So it gets me in a routine. Um, and I just really love doing it. And so last weekend I was like, Hey, will you help me trim up these succulents? And you did that with me. And it was just, it was just fun. Like I enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And that was something cause it's so easy to get into that routine. So I think if we had more hobbies that we could do together, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. And I think what's nice about that is just, it's also something that's outside. It doesn't take any, it, it there's not a buildup for like a skill level build up because yeah. it's not like you're going to ask something crazy of me because i think that's also yeah. why i ended up enjoying skiing uh was just because it was like something else we could do together yeah um so us finding that and it not being something that i th <laughs> it's like a one-time thing like if you go to a color me mine and you're like this is an activity together yeah but this is something that you can like keep up with but i i've definitely noticed your mood go up because of it so it's like after the kids are uh in bed you going outside and just like <laughs> either reading or on TikTok, <laughs> appreciating uh, the plants around you. Yeah. And you're like, and then I, cause I love how excited you are when, <laughs> when I come up and you're like, look at this one. I'm like, look at this look one. At the, the beans are growing. Okay. And then check this out. So you can break this off. And, and new roots will farm. <laughs> you listened. Sometimes. Um, But I, I did buy Phil. So we have these fruit trees at our new, we're, we're, Getting work done on our new house. In transition. We're in transition, we basically. You know, we made the great choice to do this right before a pandemic. Um, and actually, they've had to slow down on our house because there's regulations for how many people they can have on a work site. And um, anyways, so we have fruit trees there and I can't I can't trim them the way I need to. So I bought Phil a book on how to trim fruit trees. Oh, I missed this. So you said I listen. I missed that. Have you told me that this has happened? Really? <laughs> yeah. Two times. <laughs> and, and you seemed really excited about it. I probably was. Yeah. So this is un the unfortunate thing about my memory. I don't remember. Boom. That's it. <laughs> No, but we like, I don't know. I'm just taking great pride in surroundings, but also being able to grow food for your family. I think that's so neat. Yeah. I do want to try to grow weed though at some point. <laughs> you can do state of California. Yeah. Boom. Thank you. Yep. This is fun. I'm glad we're doing this. <laughs> I like that you say it like, cause you had so many doubts. Well, yeah, I did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is the hardest thing for me right now? What is the hardest thing for you right now? I think your balance between making yourself feel happy and making sure the kids are happy. I feel like you have, I think it's a very, it's probably a very common thing, like mother's guilt oh, yeah. of being so like aware that, you know, we're in a privileged enough position that we can do things that aren't adding to the crazy amount of stress level on our own. Mm -hmm. Um, and then at the same time, navigating, like, especially because the kids are at home, like making sure that they're happy. Yeah. And I think one of the good things is that I, I don't know if we've done something right or uh, <laughs> they're just or I mean, not so much Carter because he's not really a big talker uh, mm -hmm. that you can understand, <laughs> uh, but that Trey can communicate what he's dealing with so yeah. that we can also he feels like the door is open to let us know this kind of the same thing that we let each other know of like. 
if all of a sudden we're starting to feel sad or yeah. we're starting to feel a little lost or confused or, and stuff yeah. like that. And that helps. Yeah. But I think for, yeah, I think that's the hardest thing is understanding that you also need to come first. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's something that's, I think that's pretty common. I think a lot of people struggle with, you know, putting the the face mask on first or the air mask, yeah. whatever the fuck I'm talking about. But it's, I feel like I've, since gardening, uh, I've gotten to be like more present with them. Oh, a thousand percent. And mm-hmm. then I know because last weekend you you had them like <laughs> do, do it as much as you can get kids to participate. Yeah. They were a part of it too. Yeah. So I, I love that. I, but I think, I think that's a challenge that a lot of people are having to deal with right now mm-hmm. and, and people that are having it in a far harder situation. So yeah. yeah. Well, and to add on to that, I think that I'm having a hard time with, I'm a planner and I need to know what's going to happen and when it's going to happen. And so not knowing if school's going to start back up in September is, has been hard. And then deciding, you know, what we're going to do for childcare and, and stuff like that. Cause our amazing nanny, she's pregnant and she's leaving us. Um, and it'll be fine, but, um, I just need, I need to be able to have a plan, like a, a backup, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the school things interesting i don't know i think it'll be fine i mean honestly trey is supposed to go so he graduated preschool but he's going to go back to that school a little bit this summer probably um <laughs> i know that everyone has like plans I, and that's then what every, I mean. everyone's like, everyone's like also out of the side of their eye being like what is actually happening right is everything about to get what's yeah yeah because numbers are going up again and supposedly his school's going to open up on June 22nd, but I want him to be able to go back there and have that closure because he was so close with those teachers and those friends. And even if it's just for a week or so, but also that's the same school that Carter's going to go to. And I would love if they could go together before Trey goes on to kindergarten. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, the daily. So we're shooting this on a Friday and they had a, a teacher, uh, of young kids. Uh, I want to say, not five years old. I think they were in like the fifth grade and they were just trying to talk about like how hard it's been trying to do these zoom things mm-hmm. and how a lot of kids just feel so disconnected. And yeah. yeah, I don't know. And so, I mean, in that, in that way, I'm like, Oh God, it would be so great for him to be able to interact with kids again. But mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Oh, wow. Lindsay, what do I do that makes you rethink being with me? I don't ever rethink being with you, but I do. It's like I brought up before. We don't really have that much in common. Mm-hmm. Like our hobbies are very different. Um, but I mean, we've found things like the challenge. We both like the challenge. <laughs> the one thing that's kept things together. But it's like Phil MTD's would rather watch challenge. watch a movie. But my kind of movie is a documentary. Yes. Or I'd like to watch a TV show because when I watch a movie, it has to be a very, very good movie where I can believe the characters and really relate to them. Because I've gotten so used to watching these very in-depth TV shows that when there's no there's not all this background of a character. I have a very difficult time relating to them or believing the acting of it. It just mm-hmm. moves too fast for me. So, I mean, that's that's really it. I'll do it again. That was a weak one. It's okay. I'm putting my heart and soul into this. What do you think I'm teaching you? <laughs> Patience, I guess. Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Patience. I mean, I think- I think that's it. Uh, yeah. Also, how to be a good parent. No, not even remotely. <laughs> um, I teach you that. Yeah, no, I, I learned more from that. Uh, actually, but I've actually been learning a lot of parenting tips from TikTok recently. <laughs> I follow this preschool teacher. Really? <laughs> yeah. She taught me. It's very hard to tell a toddler how to breathe in through their nose. Mm. Um, so when you're telling a toddler to breathe, they're just like... <laughs> 
So you breathe it. Uh, what did you say? It's flower candle. So you smell the flower and blow out the candle. <sighs> smell the flower, blow out the candle. And she said for her students, she even will get like a fork or something. And on one end, she'll tape a flower. And on the other end, she'll put a candle, not a lit candle. But I like that. That's what you're learning on on TikTok, because I'm on Instagram stories learning uh, how to wash out tear gas. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? How did I learned I, that too. I was like, how did I get here on my explore page? Should we just take a second to talk about how much I love TikTok? I don't make TikToks, but I have learned so much and the algorithm is so good. Cause once you're interacting with the algorithm, you get le- like legitimately great shit. <laughs> well, you're a lot of your people are like, having existential crises no they're not having crises they're walking me through my crises Uh, mine is like uh Mm self-improvement uh child tips apparently remember that show room raiders i think so it was an mtv show where um there was like one person so a guy and then he had to pick who he was going to go on a date with based off Mm -hmm. of being able to search these three girls rooms and these girls could sit in a van and watch him search through their rooms but what if there was a new show where the guy could just look at their TikTok um, page mm-hmm. and not the TikToks that they've made, but their feed or you just look. Someone's get, just going to steal that right now for TikTok. Sure. Do it. You just look through their social media feeds and that's how you decide. So you go to their Facebook, see what kind of information they follow and they're looking <sighs> with. Same with Twitter. So see what dangerous. kind of stuff they've liked. It's not dangerous. It's no, I mean, it's just it's a very accurate representation of you more so than a bedroom, in my opinion. Social media in general is like uh, the best version of you. Yeah. That I don't know. It's uh Well no, I'm not saying go go look at someone's profile page. I'm sure. saying go and look at their feed. That's completely different. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. That's yeah. Actually, yeah, that's interesting. You are not you're not I mean, anyone can just go look at your stuff, but if you see it first person from their their phone. <laughs> you just go through and it's like, oh, that's a lot of cat videos. <laughs> yeah. Or you can look at their saved posts or posts they've interacted with. I'm on good TikTok. Why do you think your work is more important than mine? Because <laughs> your I, work pays for my work. Is that why? <laughs> <laughs> that was too. That was too matter of fact. I'm like, yep. Uh, <laughs> why do I think my work is? Uh, I don't think we need to answer this. I think our work are different levels of important mm. because we got to make sure that you know we're actually making decent human beings uh, and growing food to feed them with when gr- the apocalypse <laughs> growing happens. Food to feed them. I mean, my job. <laughs> <laughs> it helps. It hopefully helps a lot of people understand what's happening in the world. So your job helps a lot of people. My job helps three people. Four. Oh, but that's sweet. Four, meaning me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when was the last time you felt suffocated by this relationship and why? I don't really ever feel suffocated, but I do feel like, and this goes back to love language. You're very needy like touchy feely yes and that's just not how i am and it's Mm -hmm. not because of you it's just that's who how i am so i think i just didn't get enough affection when i was a kid that's what they say about love languages it's like what you were missing when you were a child and mine was definitely words of affirmation yeah no i could see that (laughs) (laughs) i could see that yeah sorry rick (laughs) (laughs) so and i'm still waiting for that approval um what i don't like is when you come upstairs at night and you judge me for what i'm doing (laughs) okay well that wasn't the question it was when do you feel suffocated right and so i feel suffocated when you come upstairs and you i'm like outside relaxing like you said i do with my plants because what happens is i'll put carter to bed and then i have and then phil is still downstairs with trey and trey phil puts trey to bed 
Um, but I have like an hour of time in between there to mm-hmm. do whatever I want. And you'll come upstairs and I'll be outside on TikTok with my plants. And you just look so disappointed in me. No, 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 no. I, 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 if it's like all of a sudden it's like nine and I'm like, bro, I thought we were going to try and watch something. Well, yeah, then get it ready to go. <laughs> See, this is, I think this gets into the pet peeve territory because I'll, I, I cannot stand when I'm like, hey, can you put that on real quick? I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to get us some stuff or get me some stuff. And I'm going to come up. Yeah. And then I see, <laughs> come upstairs and nothing's on. I'm like, what were you doing? I haven't done that in a long time because you expressed that. Yeah. It's I, just like, let me be. for Like, let me do. I just noticed well, I think it's, something I, about your teeth. <laughs> do I have something in them? <laughs> no, you don't. It's just one one is pointier than the other. Yeah. That's just how I was born. <laughs> Has it been long enough that people forgot? Why do you think we should stay together? So you can keep all your money. <laughs> Oh, okay. What is slash was the biggest surprise about married life? How nothing really changed. Yeah. I think that's because in my head and my dad, I, my dad did everything to protect me and because he loved me <laughs> and po- possibly just needed a place to vent as well. Yeah. But my one of my things along I've talked about and I think a lot of people think I was joking is when, but it's act, true. When I was a very young boy, I think probably still six or seven, my dad told me, even if you got a girl pregnant. You don't have to marry her. You don't even need to get married ever. What is the point? Um, And he would then also share stories about how, and you know, it's not like he stopped ever saying this. So I think he started sharing stories when I was a teenager about his buddy, we'll call him Dan. And Dan, he was with this, his girl, love of his life for 21 years, got married. All of a sudden that paper changed everything. And she was like, I expect you to be home. I expect like all of a sudden it was like demands and, uh, and, and who knows it was, maybe he was fucking going to the, <laughs> the bar every night and like not doing something. She was like, you need to well, then I'd be like, be get here. your ass home, yeah, but you're and, not like and, that. But, so, but based off of the way that my dad said it, it was like, it was, it just completely changed everything. Uh, and they ended up getting a divorce and, and they were no longer together. And so, uh, yeah, what I realized is nothing really changed for us. I think it just became a thing that we didn't argue about anymore. Yeah. Um, cause you took it as me not loving you. And yeah. I took it as you pressuring me to do this thing that I felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. with. And, uh, eventually we got to a place where I realized that your happiness there mattered more to me than my kind of like built in insecurities or not insecurities, my concerns about what marriage means. Um, and I think also part of it may be connected to, even though it would be very painful if it actually happened is feeling like, you know, You've been there for me. You've been a part of the rise, especially with uh, like with the kids now. Yeah. Um. I feel like we're a team, mm-hmm. right? And so, and so, coming from that standpoint, I'm like, I'm also in a privileged enough position that if you d- did take half or something horrible, oh, just saying it out loud sounds so painful. You'd be fine. Yeah. Should we talk? I want to tell the prenup story, or have I already told God that? Damn it. Have I told Are that you already? Really gonna do this? Okay. It's it really speaks to how like I cared about something, but Not I'm, enough. I'm also just so incredibly lazy about, about so, certain things. Oh. Phil always said if we got married, he'd want me to sign a prenup. I said, fine, I don't care. I'll sign it. Get it done. He said, no, you get it done. <laughs> <laughs> so we already have Trey. It's a couple months before our wedding. And Phil's like, I'm not doing it unless there's a prenup. And, and so I... <laughs> I love this guy. Like, I don't care. So I 
I just wanted to make you feel comfortable. And you had just sold your company. Like, I got it. It's fine. Sure. So I make an appointment with an attorney. And I go into her office and I tell her what the deal is. It's like my husband wants me to get a prenup or my fiance wants me to get a prenup. And we go through like the fact that you're the breadwinner and all this stuff. And she refused. She was like, no, don't make him like if he wants a prenup, he needs to get this done. It's absolutely ridiculous that he is asking you to do this. And I was like, you know what? You're right. So I said, I left. I paid her four hundred and sixty-five dollars to tell me that. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I see. What I think she. I think she probably did that because she assumed that I was marrying such an asshole that I would go back to her as my divorce person. Mm. Um, or she's just a nice lady. I don't know. <laughs> four hundred and I even brought Trey with me too. Oh my god. And, and so that, that's how much I cared about this. That you were like, uh, you need to do. They said you need to do it, and I was like, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, and like. It, you had time to do it. No. Yeah, you no. I think I, at that point, I don't know if the show is three or four times. That doesn't matter. If you want a prenup, it it would have taken no time. But then mm. she told it would have taken no time. Mm-mm. Too late now. Mm. It would have taken so <laughs> I know, long. I know. What did she tell me? She goes, don't tell him this. But what he really needs to be worried about is the fact that he's going to have to pay you a bunch when you get divorced. He's going to have to pay you child support. And oh, what's no, the I'm other aware. one? What's the other alimony? one? Alimony. Yeah. Because Lindsay is definitely the kind of woman that would make sure she did not get married. <laughs> You'd, you, would be, you would be dating for 20 years. No. <laughs> You'd be like, yes, this is my boyfriend of 20 years. I wouldn't even know how to date. I, don't, I never really dated. We got together when I was 18. Yeah, right? Yeah. Because you lied about... By one year. It wouldn't change. By it, one year. The only thing it affected was, was when you t- turned 21. When, when I was 18, we got together and I told you I was 19. Because you said that you wouldn't date anyone that's more than four years younger than you. And so you lied. So I lied. And then on my 21st birthday, I had to be like, actually, I'm not 21. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay was like, it's her birthday. She's like crying. And she's like, I got to tell you something. I was like, this chick fucked four guys or something. <laughs> this, this chick is breaking. You couldn't have just said one? Like, why four? I don't know. It was a lot of tears. It was like, it was the equivalent of what I imagined four dicks would have been. Mm-hmm. Four dicks <laughs> worth of tears. All right. You know, that's, that's, yeah. that's how I math. Uh, that's how you math. Yeah. Four dicks worth. I was bawling and we were going to go to the Braves game. Yeah, dude. It was like, I was like, oh, that's it. Because in the moment I was like, ah, it's not like there was a crime committed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. And I remember you bought me a Blackberry and I was like, I'm going to have to give this Blackberry back. I bought you a Blackberry? <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. <laughs> Why? It's just Blackberries are horrible. Not at the time they weren't. Oh, uh, that's true. And I wanted a Blackberry. I was very anti iPhone. I did not like the touchscreen idea. I liked I- having the keyboard buttons. I loved them. I loved them. I remember having that silverback uh, iPhone. And then I think maybe with you or somewhere else, I uh, I think I lost it in the ocean. Yeah, you did. In Hawaii. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Uh, I just wanted to take a second to thank one of the sponsors of today's podcast, Shine. You know, it can be overlooked, but taking care of yourself, especially right now, it's critical. And I know from experience that your smile can be crucial to your self-esteem. It's also definitely important to work on improving your overall oral health. I mean, believe me, I know. And that's where Shine comes in. Shine is an oral care subscription with an affordable sonic toothbrush. It's a $100 value starting at just $45. And they ship you replacement brush heads every three months for just $5. All with a lifetime warranty 
guarantee 30-day money-back guarantee and a seal of acceptance from the American Dental Association. And that Shine Sonic toothbrush uses next-gen sonic technology to brush teeth at 31,000 strokes per minute with four modes, five intensity levels, and four different heads for the perfect brushing experience. Also, something very cool is that Shine is a minority-run business that's donating a portion of their sales this month to Black Lives Matter causes. And so if you want to check them out today, you want to get 20% off right now, you can go to shine.com slash DeFranco and use code DeFranco at checkout. And also, just kind of on a personal note, I think it is the best toothbrush I've personally ever used. But yeah, definitely check it out. Thank you to Shine and back to the podcast. Lindsay, who has more power in this relationship? I don't know. I think I have veto power. Ooh. How so? Like, I can say, like, absolutely not. But I don't do that. Yeah, I don't know the last time you ever did that. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, we're very... It's like we're painting this rosy picture of our relationship. It's just, like... We've no, been I mean, together so long. It's. I think it's. it speaks more to the length of time that we've been together versus that we're perfect. It's like we've we've worked out some stuff. Yeah, it's like uh, I don't I don't want to use like super weird words, but we love each other. We have times that we lust each other. We are a partnership. Yeah. We are a team. Yeah, and so I think you know, kind of like in any. Any partnership, if we want to call it that, sometimes there is stuff where you feel like someone's not giving the same or going through something else. But I think we just want to. I wonder if part of the reason we want to work work things out constantly is one, how we genuinely care about each other, but then also two, we both come from families where there were divorced families. Yeah. Right. And like, although you had like a <laughs> a much rosier divorce yeah. parent, like they. Cared. They kept well. They cared and they kept like their inappropriate separate. things from they me. Kept their, yeah, yeah. Whereas like I was kind of like a pawn that was like fought over or like yeah. I found out that my the reason for my parents' divorce. I found that out because I was helping my mom clean the basement and I found all the court documents. They told me, and then so of I course I read them, and um, I found out a lot of stuff that. Did you feel betrayed or did you end up like just then like um, f- leaning then to more what a one parent because you felt like they got wronged? Yeah, I think I leaned more towards my mom then. Yeah. Um, but I, fir- I was probably only like 12 or 13. Do you think that was like the moment that it pushed you to be closer with your mom or were you always close with your mom? I was always closer with my mom, I think. Okay. I think I wanted. Your dad's approval more? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But my dad also gave me more freedom. So I thought that was cool like my dad would drop me off at the mall or let me go see movies by myself when my mom wouldn't sure and so i got closer with my dad i think because of that because i liked the freedom that he gave me Mm -hmm. um how did we even get here what was the question who has more power in the relationship is that what the question was (laughs) (laughs) i think that um i think that i have veto power i think that I can convince you to do more things. Sure. I I am yeah, more yeah, yeah. I am more immovable in my yes or no. Yeah, I'm a more I'm more accommodating. But here's an example: when you wanted your new car, you just ordered it, <laughs> and I was I I said you haven't even driven one yet, and you're like I don't care. So that could have been a time where I could have said, okay, that's insane, you can't do that. But it's. I had been in someone else's <laughs> that I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, if it's something that could dent us, I would obviously talk about it. I don't yeah. know, but I don't know the last, like, I don't know, what, like the house. <laughs> like, Actually. Yeah. So recently we were getting an in, uh, installation for 
home automation and security. Mm. And it's a very great system. So the quote they gave us was very expensive. And you kind of tried to veto that, but then I ran the numbers. So we had, I don't bring Phil in on anything that we're doing in the house. Like he knows the numbers and stuff, but I don't want to overwhelm him with things and make it more complicated. So I take care of that. But this quote was very, very expensive. So I obviously ran it by him because I I didn't, by him, by you. I obviously ran it by you. Um, And you were not happy with that. And so we did some more meetings with the contractor and stuff. And he and I both agreed, Phil and I both agreed it was a little expensive. So I went through and I ran the numbers and I tried to see what we could take out of it and stuff like that. And then after I did all that work, I spent like three hours doing it. I presented it to you and you go, you know what? Let's just do it. And I was like, (laughs) what? But that's a time when, since you do make most of the money, you, I respect that. Yeah, no, and I appreciate you respecting it. Yeah. I, uh, but it, that was the last kind of fight I think we had. Well, I think the reason, <laughs> so the reason I got angry about that wasn't just that it was a thing. It was a thing that got sprung up on me, which I don't think was. That wasn't my intention. No, it wasn't. But it was, <laughs> the last time I felt like about that was actually when we put an offer in on the house. Oh, yeah. Because it was like, so do we want to do it? And I was like, we just decide here? Yeah. I was like, this is, this is like. This is a this is a meaningful. Okay, but this house is a fucking this, amazing. This house was on the market for twenty four hours, and I got five offers. Yeah. So yes, that was a. Are we doing this now or no? <laughs> Your turn. Okay. How many people do you think I've slept with? I know you've told me, and I've forgotten. Hmm. Well, there we go. Let's do another. <laughs> Next. <clears throat> I'm like, wait, that's not what you said last time. <laughs> I know. Did you lie then, or are you lied? No. I don't remember. <laughs> It goes up to like 27 and you're like, wait, that's way different. This is, I, I see you differently. <laughs> uh, describe one experience you wish we'd have in the future. This is very different than I think when we initially met, but I think that uh, it's you. And then I'll add like also with the kids, I'd like to travel. You want to travel? Squeeze me? Well, when we get fucking locked in a box... <laughs> Uh, even though I have, I have the luxury of being in a pretty nice box there and then getting in my car and being in a box here, you fucking like, I, like, I'm never going to fucking cancel. Kevin, yeah. Kevin's gonna be like, well, we're going to watch the fights. I'm like, yes, a thousand percent. We're going to watch those fucking fights. Are yeah. there other people there? Dope. I just, <laughs> I thought I was an introvert, but I'm not. Yeah. No, I, uh, I, <laughs> I, I, I remember fondly before everything like went crazy and we had people over for like the Super Bowl. That was so much fucking fun. Yeah. It was just that like was fun. 15 people hanging out, being stupid, playing poker. Like I was just like, I need more of that in my life. Yeah. And I think by not having the option anymore, mm-hmm. I greatly appreciate it. And uh, so you want to travel? Yeah. But I think it, what's, for, what's like a specific travel, like vacation? Well, you- first thing. <laughs> Not first thing. Eventual thing. I, I, I don't want to say I am a cruise person now, but a thousand percent. I want to go on a cruise again. Uh, a yacht. I am not going on a cruise again. There's two. Can you imagine getting stuck on a cruise ship? Like I am scared of them now. No, but that's what I mean. It's like, I don't think it's like a, right now. It's not like they just open back up and I'm like all aboard. motherfucker. <laughs> like I, uh, I eventually, if it gets to a place where it's like, <laughs> This is not going to be something that's scary because I've had such good times there because the yeah. like, especially they're not giving me money to say this, but I I always see them giving fucking T Martin money. Uh, you don't know him. Uh, but Royal Caribbean. Yeah. Royal Caribbean. I like 
the stuff for the kids is so we fun. We have so much fun on those cruises. They're so like, great. So much fun. Um, okay, fine. You've talked me into it. <laughs> and the food's good. Yeah. We went to a resort in Turks and Caicos. And we went to Turks and Caicos last year yeah. for Trey's birthday. The food oh, you hated was... That place. I didn't know food could get that bad. Yeah. I mean, I it's, think that's the issue with places where stuff's included. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, all inclusive suck for, but I'm, I, sure, I, I'm sure there's people listening now that are like, but this place, let us fucking know. Cause I, I like the idea of not having to like constantly have like my wallet on me and shit. Yeah. But yeah, no, that place. <laughs> Maybe food, that's one of the last times we had a real fight. Uh, and that was a oh, power yeah. struggle. Cause I was like, we have to go to this one place. Because they got a dope omelet station. Yeah. They make it right in front of you and it's so good. It's the only place I don't hate breakfast. And we only went there twice. But you've also, you also had the opportunity to go there. You wake up at like 5 a.m. I also make myself out to be the victim in our relationship a lot. I know. You do. This is a lot of, this is a lot of. Wow. I'm looking inside. I'm looking, I'm looking. Wow. Yeah. Maybe those microdosing has been helping you. <laughs> oh, I want to talk about, I want to go on um, a sailing yacht, like on Below Deck. I just, I feel like it'd be weird because like, I, I don't, I don't like, like the I don't, closeness with. Yeah, I don't. But I also don't like people feeling like subservient to me. Does that make I, sense? Yeah, I hate that. I hate people feeling like, what can I do for you? I know it's their job, but I just, <laughs> I don't know. I see I, these people on below deck and I'm like, you're being so rude to oh, and they're staff. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like, can we hang out? But below deck sailing yacht, as long as Jenna and Adam are not on there, we will, we will go on it. Such a hater, but maybe Adam because his food's good. But yeah, he never gets never hated on for food, mm -mm. and we don't have to talk to him. I'd want to talk to Adam. So what's wrong with you? No onions. No one gets that reference. <laughs> I can't wait. Next time you're making yourself a victim, I can't wait to say oh. that. I can't wait to say romance. This is what I got for being vulnerable. Is that what happens? You're right. I shouldn't hold you? it against you. I shouldn't hold it against mm. you. I'm sorry. Uh, what do you think I question about myself? I think you. I don't think you. Not really about yourself, but you have a job and actually now a mentality that you have to be very, very careful about what you say. Mm. And then when, when there's a little ripple, when you think you've said something wrong, you talk yourself into having constant panic attacks sometimes. I think I've gotten, you think something's going to be bigger than it is. I think I've gotten better with it. I think it's, it's also an under, like kind of like an understanding. Um, cause I think I've been on the, the side of everybody loves Phil. Right. Uh, because, and that was definitely during a time that I was probably making more false equivalencies. Yeah. Right. Where I was just like, you know, the, this person says the world's flat and this person over here says, nah. -uh. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. I'd love to know your thoughts on that. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, and, you know, on certain stories, there are places where I'm like, what can I fucking add to this conversation? But then, you know, the, I've never done that with fucking flat earthers. <laughs> I just want to note that first. But, uh, just but to that, use is, a, to use that an is an equivalent example. way. And, and yeah. so a lot of people, I think, would use me as like, oh, this guy's really... This guy's really fair. He just like throws it at like what both sides are saying mm -hmm. and he lets you decide. But part and and I, I agree that, you know, you need to try and present the, the information in the most fair way, but you don't present it in a way that it makes both seem as valid, right? More based mm -hmm. in reality or yeah. as equally based in reality. And so but that was probably the time that I was just kind of seen as like this one thing that was constantly praised. And then uh, I got you know, slammed here and there. And now I think I've gotten to the point of as long as I'm 
accurate and I'm trying to make sure I'm doing it right. I don't fucking care if people have a, a, a problem with it. Yeah. It'll never feel normal if you get swarmed, mm-hmm. right? It'll never feel normal. But I don't think a lot of people understand. Not many people can understand that feeling either. No, it's like you have a sniper right on you. Think, like think at of, all times. Think of all the fucking creators that you've ever talked to. They're like, you know, when I look through the comments, the one out of a hundred that that says something negative, it really messes me up. Imagine that's hundreds of people, thousands of people, mm-hmm. and it continues. And they're bringing in stuff that's not even related. And yeah, because, and, uh, yeah, it's just like, just craziness. Uh, and and then I just realized like, no, if I'm, if I'm going to do a good job, they're gonna be people that fucking hate me. Yeah. Like that's completely fine. I need to just make sure that I'm doing the best I can do and what I think is right mm-hmm. uh and yeah and so i think i've gotten used to it it'll never be normal it, it's constantly i think going to be uh, an effort and uh a growth for me yeah but uh but yeah but, I, well, but, I definitely, but yeah, i've definitely gotten that and yeah i don't i feel like i've grown in that area it's but yeah you can't really grow until <laughs> the fucking ground comes out from yeah. underneath you i want you to talk about me now oh okay this is gonna make me cry no i'm just kidding it's fine what do you think what do you think is holding me back from my success? What do you think is holding you back from your success? I don't think it's as much of an issue now. I think it's a matter of, I think sometimes you attach yourself to things that are really just crutches that you think are things that you want to really do more of. I think, I think the, the thing I'd go back to would be uh, that purse or not the purse. The diaper bag. The diaper bag. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that was a crutch. I think that was a thing that interested you. You learned what that process is like. You got that knowledge, but I think it wasn't something that made you feel fulfilled. Yeah. And I think that sometimes, and I think a lot of people are end up doing this, is they they to try and make them help them get past something. Yeah. They take on temporary endeavors, not realizing that they are temporary. Yeah. Um, or that they're like short term, and rather something needs to be kind of long term and more meaningful. Mm-hmm. Um, and oddly, I don't. I w- I wouldn't put gardening into that because i i the way that you are with that is different yeah it brings you joy it's an escape but it's also like a net positive it provides in a different way especially with like to the scale i think that you actually want to take it yeah um so yeah i think that you sometimes you throw yourself a hundred percent into temporary uh endeavors in the hopes that it's going to be a long-term uh benefit you're real you're very right i know it's like i i know people well and it's also i'm like searching for this traditional <laughs> I just pat myself on the back sorry I wasn't even listening to you I was trying to figure out what I was going to say next <laughs> I'm searching for this traditional approval mm. do you know what I mean of like she followed the steps because for compared to everyone in my family I've taken a very different route yeah completely different and I'm just constantly searching for that approval and i've come to the point recently where i'm realizing all the only person you need approval from is yourself mm-hmm. and now that i'm doing the gardening and even yesterday i replaced a goddamn doorknob like it was such a good feeling now to my family or to people successful in business or whatever is that a big deal no but to me i'm a, i'm a perfectionist and i'm like riddled with anxiety the fact that i tried to do that and succeeded was huge for me so that what hold what is holding me back from my success is trying to please other people and not really doing what i want to do like fix it or not i did it 
Phil wouldn't have been able to do it. I did it. Lindsay, how have your feelings for me changed? I think um, like respect has just grown. Mm. Like it's, you were saying before, it's more of a partnership. Like this is a partnership. And why did, why do you, why did you like me before we started dating? You were smart and you were funny. You were attractive. It's so funny. Now I'm starting to realize how, as you grow up, your tastes and people change. Like I look back to that Phil and I'm like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. what? Yeah. And then I'm finding like 45 year old, 50 year old actors attractive. Mm -hmm. Not. And then I see the kids in like, uh, what was that show we're watching? All American. (laughs) (laughs) Even though they're like basically in real life adults. Yeah. I'm just like, they're babies. And I don't know when that, switched i don't know i mean you've i feel like you've always had a thing for like jason statham well yeah but it's like <laughs> even that guy he was on um walking dead he was on gray's anatomy for a second he played denny on gray's anatomy jeffrey dean morgan i don't know can't play some oh you can play some. give him shit for that he's an older guy but he's attractive and so it's interesting how your taste in attractive people changes with yeah but i think it would also but i don't be... think that happens with men does that happen what like i feel like you're always gonna think that a 21 year old is attractive whereas like i can't look at a 20 or one year old dude and be like mm. i don't know i think it's different i don't know I and mean, not in a creepy way no, i think no, no, it's I, more no. of like a, a it might also be more of a visual attraction versus when i look at older dudes i'm like they're they're in life like they're doing shit <laughs> you know <laughs> they got the wrinkles that prove they've been doing things i'm trying to think i mean i think ever since i was a kid i've liked kind of like the full rainbow <laughs> well i know that but not i know you've you've liked all the rainbow of people but i didn't know about the age thing no but that's the thing is i think yeah growing up i was i think growing up i was actually more into older women like the idea mm. of an older woman i don't know why i i mean I guess maybe it's just mommy more confident. Maybe it, it could be mommy issues. issues. I don't know. Uh, but it was like more confident. Yeah. But. I'm, I'm just talking about like aesthetic. Aesthetic. I mean, no, I mean, I guess aesthetically. Yeah. I think once a thing is like the full age, legal age range. Well, obviously <laughs> I'm not, but it's, it's the TikTok thing again. It's like, <laughs> we're watching your TikToks and it's like, oh, there's a young girl. Okay. What? But you keep scrolling, but it's in your feed younger let's go through my feet no okay i don't mean young i mean like like an addison or something yeah but even addison i look at addison and like she's a baby okay there perfect that answered my question so you okay. you see no i see like a 21 to a 24 year old as a baby okay there, yeah. that's the answer to my question okay gosh tiktok solves everything doesn't it <laughs> i know there's rumors about tiktok being like a chinese thing where they can monitor your phones but honestly i don't I don't, don't care, care yet. I need more evidence. Dude, TikTok, yeah. Uh, TikTok can know what porn I look up. I don't. It's fine. <laughs> it's not going to. People are going to be I'll like. I'll tell you. <gasps> TikTok helped me get out of my body dysmorphia. Like I'm not completely there yet. Well, there's. Yeah, there's a lot of like. Body there's positivity good representation yeah. on there. And there's this meme that's like. Um, it's a it's a sound that people use. And they go, I'm a hot medium. I'm a hot medium. And then I started looking through all the videos that have used that voiceover i'm like they are all hot mediums and i'm a hot medium (laughs) (laughs) and then i got into the body positivity part of it and representation like it changed my world view Mm -hmm. and now following 
people who who have bodies like mine on Instagram and stuff. It's like and and seeing them love their bodies and s- celebrate their bodies, and they're not always talking about oh, I'm on a diet and I'm meal prepping and blah, blah blah. It changed my outlook. Why do you feel proud or embarrassed when you tell your friends of what I do at work? I feel proud. Yeah. It used to be hard because Mm. when YouTube wasn't really a thing, I felt like I had to justify that the work that you're doing is important and that it's good. Um, How many fucking years of you can get paid for that? Yeah. I am so glad that. Oh, how do you do that? Oh, do you know you've seen the ads like they split? (laughs) Um, So now it's it's a very like I'm very proud of what you do. And it wasn't that I wasn't proud before. I just knew that there was work to try to convince someone that what you were doing was meaningful. Yeah. But I would say it's like it's a it's a mixed bag because there's something nice in someone not realizing the scale and not treating you different. Um, Right. And then but then at the same time, you feel you're like combating the feeling of them possibly looking down on you as not doing a, a real thing. I think thanks to the the rise of more podcasts and YouTubers and TikTok and shit like that, that a lot of people understand now, even, well, I mean, I'm fucking 34. So I mean, I guess even 50 year olds and stuff. So I think that's important. Yeah. Oh, Uh -oh. this is going to be good. Oh, no. (laughs) No, like I'm I'm looking forward to it. (laughs) How do you feel about the pressure from my family? I don't feel pressure from your family. I feel like I have to, I think there was a part of my there was a part of us being together where I I really wanted your dad's respect because mm-hmm. I respected him as a businessman. Mm-hmm. And I still think of him as successful in that way and as a utility to a certain degree of like if I had a question. Yeah. Um, in a specific case. Uh, but I don't want to I, I don't want this to come off as me shitting on your dad. But that changed because I didn't see him as someone who is emotionally supportive of you. Yeah. And so that made me not care about his opinion as much Mm. so i think it made me not to say think less of but care less about their approval or not yeah and uh and so that went away but yeah i mean and i initially wanted your parents to like me like i think everyone wants that but uh no i think (laughs) but i think that's the thing is they i think they do like me i think your your dad likes me i think your mom likes me yeah uh, but no, I don't feel any pressure. I think the only pressure I ever felt was when I would say something about something that I noticed and you would be like, no, you're crazy. And so then I'd shut the fuck up about it. And then I think it took you a while to see it yourself because yeah. you were so close. So well, I think- and cause it's what I was raised with. I didn't realize that like, this was a problem and this was a problem and this is a, it's not normal. Like when you're raised with. And so I did, but and it's hard also when you're with someone, cause I know like, I know how much I love my fucking dad. Yeah. And if someone says some shit about my dad, I immediately go on I the I think we had the same back and forth with that too. Yeah. It's like so, you, you're not notice. It was both of us saying, you're, you're not noticing what your dad is doing. <laughs> like yeah. both ways. But so I guess just seeing a different point of view. And I know that like when it comes to like my family, I see some of what you say. I disagree with others. Probably the same the yeah. other way around. Um, but no, I haven't felt pressure. I think the only pressure is, you know, trying not to overstep. Yeah. Uh, and let you kind of get to where you were ever going to get on your own pace. Because yeah. also it's very easy in a relationship if you feel pushed against something that you've always known to immediately push back. Yeah. Um. And so I think that was the only pressure. Um. Like there was a time recently where I got really upset after something my dad said and Phil was like, I'm going to text him. No, you said I it's. It's taking everything I made and not text him. Mm. And what my dad said, he did not 
mean for it to be mean. I don't mean. think your dad ever does anything from a mean-spirited ever. sort of way. No. He is not a mean-spirited person. But I think it's it's from a place of emotional blindness, I think yeah. is the nicest way to say yeah. it. But yeah, and I think a lot of people probably have that with a, a parent. Yeah, I think it's hard as a parent to notice what you're doing sometimes too. Yeah. What do you think is holding me back? Is anything holding me back anymore? Um, I don't think I'm going to like this answer. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to agree with this answer. Well, I think you'll agree with it, but you can cut it out if you want. Okay. So what I think is holding you back is, and I don't think it's so much anymore, Mm -hmm. but your weight, like there were times where a show wanted to interview you or you had an opportunity to do something really, really cool. I still say no to certain stuff. But I think it's less because I think you're more confident in your abilities. Maybe. No, am no, I wrong? No, I mean, because I'm probably the, especially with <laughs> us just not being able to, like, I yeah. haven't met my trainer in oh, four yeah. months or any, is it four, fuck. Um, I'm probably like the biggest that I've been, you know, depression eating at certain mm-hmm. points, definitely. Um, so I think that's what's holds holding me back. me back. Yeah, no, it holds me back a thousand percent because I, it's interesting because I, yeah, I don't care what people have to think about my opinion, um, but my appearance yeah but something that i've noticed too when going through my own body journey is is r- reminding yourself that you're not going to look at some dude who's overweight and judge them no i think you're a shitty person if you do that yeah right so it's like that's what i've had to remind myself of cuz i got into this really dark place where i thought that my appearance and my weight were insulting to anyone hmm. and that's the body dysmorphia talking and it's like, I didn't even want to go to the store because I thought, oh my God, I'm so ugly and I'm so fat that people, it, it's offensive for me to be in anyone else's presence. But I don't think that way about anybody. So who gives a shit if yeah, anyone do, feels that way about me? I like when I see uh, something where it's like someone videotapes someone that's like large or some shit in a gym and almost the entire reaction is fuck you. Yeah. Um, Because I think that's what it needs to be. I think that there are a lot of people that are shitty about it. I don't know if it comes from a place of personal insecurity um, or maybe, you know. It's so it's always personal. Yeah. Always. Or That's, maybe a way to make yourself feel better about you. But I think there was, yeah. But I think there was a time that you didn't even want to go to the gym because you were worried about that. Oh, yeah. And then I said, come to my gym because at my gym, everyone's so obsessed with themselves that no one's, this is not a 24 hour fitness. This is a gym. Yeah, I, don't know, I don't know if I've ever gone to a, like a 24 hour fitness and someone like some trainer didn't try to show me how I was doing it wrong. And then immediately, you know, they neg you and then yeah. you're like, Oh, you're actually, Whoa, you're really, you got really good blah, insert whatever. Um, but yeah, no, that, that, that gym was good, but I, uh, I definitely prefer like the the smaller stuff. Yeah. Um, I think the more like boutique gyms are getting popular. Yeah. Chris, when everything calms down, I'll hit you back up. He sent me a, a nice message when he saw me <laughs> riding the bike again. He's like, this makes me proud. I like Chris because he gives Phil presents that we can both enjoy. He gave us <laughs> massage gift cards once. And yes. then, but the first time he gave us a really fat joint. <laughs> <laughs> it was gold. <laughs> That is true. Good old Chris. Okay. Next question. Oh my God. Hold on. Lindsay just had us do a wellness shot. Cut to a clip. My nose (laughs) is running. Okay. Okay. Which one of my friends don't you trust? Is that what it is? Yeah. Which one of your friends do I not trust? There can't be any. 
I don't know who I would not trust. Okay. Which one of, I'll change it. Which one of my friends would you call in an emergency? Jess. Me too. A thousand percent. Jess. Jess Lizama is the most selfless person I've ever met. She in my really life. is. She's the best. She, um, I mean, even we've called her multiple times to help with the kids when we've had like an emergency. When I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. Jess would also bury a dead body for you. Like Jess, <laughs> Jess is down for anything. You she are, w- you, in, you are incriminating her in this moment. She said this. This is, this is, this is exhibit B. Jess has never committed a crime. That is what a good person she is. And she. <laughs> is that the bar? Oh, yeah, that that is kind of weird. She's never committed a crime. No, Best I'm person saying I've like she's. I'm saying she's the kind of person who would never commit a crime unless her friend needed help. <laughs> but yeah, because I don't distrust any of your friends. Like you don't have that. Yeah. You don't have that. Like I don't think you have that friend that like pushes you to a bad place. No. Yeah, because I think you've also like. I'm very particular about who I spend my time with because I don't. I don't have a lot of time to spend with friends, and I also don't have a lot of energy. To spend on friends. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that I, f- I understood that a lot more after your, your spoon analogy where you said oh, like yeah. in a day, I only have so much spoons that I can give. It's something, it, it's, it's the spoon theory that has, that people with chronic illness use, but it's like, you only have a certain number of spoons a day. So like getting your hair cut, that's a spoon. Cause it, it requires, this is how it is for me. It's different for everyone. Like getting your hair cut is a spoon. Cause it's a social interaction that can make you tired. And then if you have to have a parent teacher conference, that might be two spoons. Cause it's super stressful. And it's like, I only have a certain amount of spoons in a day and I have to decide how I'm going to use them. And then when I'm out, I'm out. I have to go. Yeah, And especially when you're like a, a parent uh, or you have like a certain job or whatever, like that's guaranteed spoon usage <laughs> i'm really good at communicating so you start the day off with less spoons yeah for for frivol frivolous but is it frivolity <laughs> what's the word Fri- Lindsay, if whatever. i lost my job and decided to be a stay-at-home parent how would Ooh. that change me you would go insane i think i would yeah i was even thinking about how people during quarantine how some people have to both work from home and mm. bless all of you because that would be so hard yeah i think the last time we did something that close was atlanta and that was when our relationship was um, the worst it's ever been yeah we broke up. yeah mm-hmm. we lived in an apartment in atlanta i moved out of my house my dad was so mad i loved that place though like in general i loved the place because the, the loft was so cool it was at a place called atlantic station which is not everyone knows the grove but it's it's like a big shopping area and restaurant entertainment district that then had apartments over mm-hmm. it but it wasn't in the middle of a city, it was its own city. And being there when Barack Obama was elected. Oh, that was wild. It was in downtown Atlanta. So, you know, it, it you was a very hear... minority driven area. And I wish I had the knowledge and the empathy and everything that I have now. I'm, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it because just hearing when they announced that Obama won and hearing the people in the streets, it was so special. Oh, yeah. It was I, something that, I mean, how... I'm sure everyone celebrated, but for Atlanta, I think that it was, it was big. It seemed, I imagine it seemed like something that was impossible. Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. Lindsay, how would you describe my relationship to money? Mm. You like it a lot. <laughs> I like but it a lot. who doesn't like it a lot? I think we both need to budget better. I need to budget better. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what I've been doing. <laughs> what yeah, you what are you talking about? You don't really spend that much. But when you do, you do. It has changed because... 
so when we moved to LA, first we moved to Venice and then we moved mm-hmm. to Encino and we hired a decorator at this house to decorate the house. And we had two dogs and I went out of town somewhere. I think it's when I went to go volunteer in Morocco and I came back and there was dog pee and poop everywhere all over this new rug that we had. And, and, oh, God. and I got really mad about uh. it. I was like, well, you just, you spent so much money on this and you go, it's my money. I could do what I want. And I'm like, you're mad at me for getting mad at you for letting the dogs piss and shit everywhere for three weeks on your brand new furniture. Okay, sir. I just felt, I think at that time I just didn't like being told guilted or yeah. not guilted. Yeah. Just attacked for this thing that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to you didn't like me pointing out that you did something wrong. <laughs> I, I don't know how to put into words it felt very much like if my mom was like i can't believe you broke this thing that i paid for and i was like well it's my thing yeah i fucked it up why do i need you telling me that i fucked it up like what does that help i understand you never did it again <laughs> i i I, I'm 50% still on old Phil's side for that that argument. I, I can see both, but I can also see how when you haven't been in a relationship for as long as we have, you, you, well, not, that doesn't, that's I think, irrelevant. But what I'm saying is you viewed me through the lens of the only other significant female that you had had in your life, which is your mom. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. But I think, okay. So I would say maybe that's also... <laughs> Maybe it's also a growing up moment in the sense of it's like, oh, yeah, I should take care of my shit because if I take care of my shit, that's also respecting money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think in that way, I've grown up more. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm still. I don't know. You still eat with your fingers and wipe them on the couch. So. (laughs) No, I don't. Liar. Lindsay DeFranco coming on this show. I do eat with my hands, though. Oh, sorry. He wipes them in his hair. (laughs) You can't tell. It's already greasy. Oh, my God. It's so gross. (laughs) Your turn, right? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't think you're going to answer this. What? Because you don't have many to choose from. Which one of your friends do you think wants to sleep with me? Which one of my friends do I think? It's a problem because there's not that many to choose from. Yeah, I don't have a lot of friends. (laughs) And that'd be putting them in a weird box. Yeah. We could just go to the next question. Yeah, I I can't think of anything like that. I think they all want to sleep with me. Really? No. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) the only person that we've been around where I was like, I think that person wants to sleep with my wife is, uh, we we probably shouldn't say their names. Give me a clue. (laughs) I was like, that guy's very friendly. I think they wanted to sleep with us. Maybe. Editors, bleep out her name. <laughs> <laughs> but keep the rest of this in there. Yeah, that was that was one of those moments where you walk away and you're like, were they? I think so. Was that a thing? I'm not judging them. I'm just. No. I, yeah. I he, take it as a compliment. He <laughs> was very like, we call her, we call her smoke show name. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah they but were so very talk- touchy when you're, when, you're, when you're talking about like what i find attractive it's act it, and oh that's true smoke show blank is in her 50s yeah but it's like that like confidence yeah that yeah. like she owns went- the room and her yeah and yeah there's yeah there's just like an air about it yeah yeah but would we sleep with them 
I'll find out on the next podcast. Uh, let's see. Corona swinging. That's what we're doing. Corona swinging dot com. <laughs> now we have to register that domain. Um, wow, this is very this is very giving. Lindsay, name the top five things you love about me. Oh my gosh! Holy shit! This is this is praise me the you, podcast. It, the thing is, that's a lot. First of all, let's do three. Um, <laughs> but Phil used to do this all the time, where he'd be like, "Why do you like me? Why do you like me?" I was just looking for reasons. <laughs> I was like, "I hate me." Um, you are very smart. You are sometimes funny. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Uh, and. You're just a very you're a, you're a good husband and a good dad. You're extremely supportive, despite the fact that my quirks annoy you sometimes. Um, you never make me feel bad, like genuinely bad about them. Mm. I do have a lot of quirks and a lot of like mental things that I have to navigate through every day. And you're just very understanding about that. And you're you're a good. I thought you're giving me the finger. No, I was no. like, I'm giving you compliments. and You're over here like this. Um, yeah. Love it. Your turn. I want that same question. No, you can't. What are the top five things you like about me? <laughs> Liar. Oh my God. This is not even fair. Name the top five things you'd like to change about me. No. Is yes. That <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not fair. What do you love about me? What do you hate about me? <laughs> you'd like to change about me. Nothing. I'm perfect. Hmm. I think you'd probably like if I smoked a little less weed. It's very hard because I think, well, one, I think it would be bad if I had like, I was like, okay, so here we go. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Wish you'd love yourself more. Mm, that's a good um, one. You're always really good about that too. You're telling me that like. I do wish you would make more time for me and you'd plan it. Because uh, I know that's like one of the things that we sometimes fight about is you're like, I want you to plan it. And I'm like, Lindsay, I'm just so genuinely exhausted. Uh, I, I, I want to do stuff. I am genuinely with, exhausted. I know, but I think. It's one of the places where I don't maybe and maybe it's it kind of is connected to with you saying like the importance of the job and stuff. Yeah. I think that would be one area that I'd love for you to take more control because I love doing stuff with you. But I just it's kind of like when we go on a obviously to a much fucking crazier degree when we go on a trip. Yeah. I know. I know you got it down. We're going to have a great time. I'm, I'm so a excited. great trip planner. But that's the thing. And I'm so fucking excited to yeah. do it. But the idea of planning it it's sometimes like the last thing on my mind just because i'm responsible for our family but i'm also responsible for the you know like almost 20 people here mm -hmm. uh and then like everything we're doing online and it, it's just i feel like i got a lot of plates and it's like the one plate that i'd want so okay if i want to expand on one thing dramatically um so love yourself that like schedule more time for us but you take being the lead and then i do think that's something that we should have we used to do weekly trivia nights. Yeah, which was fun until yeah. that girl broke our friend's heart. Yeah. And then we just stopped. <laughs> our good friend was dating this girl and we really liked her. Yeah, she seemed great. And then he broke his arm and she broke up with him like that same week. I think I'll always just fucking, I immediately turned the hate switch on. Not just because like sometimes people break up. And yeah. We can fucking still like both people to it, you know? Yeah. Um, but. Oh, but then she went. Well, it wasn't, no, it wasn't that she moved on so fast. It was that one of the reasons she ended up breaking up with him uh, was because like he would do things like he would buy well drinks because he was trying oh, to be fucking yeah. budget conscious. And it's like, fuck you. Yeah. Really? Like, I understand that money can cause issues, 
but because someone's being fucking smart about money, you're like going to treat them like shit or yeah. Like, I forgot about <laughs> sorry, that. I just forgot. So when we talk about like relationships to money, uh, yes, I do like to go back to the thing. Yes, I do like money, but I don't like what it does to people. I like yeah. that it's made my life easier. Mm -hmm. It's made certain things accessible. But when people fucking care about the money more than people, it drives me fucking insane mm -hmm. um, because you, it's so it's so rampant. And I I don't know. Ugh. And like the thing is, there are certain places where it makes sense. When I had uh, girlfriends in college, right? Not being able to do stuff that puts pressure on the relationship. Yeah. Like I get that. But like fuck, because someone fucking got a well drink and not like a brand or yeah. because someone wants to do like maybe a house thing where they can buy a handle and like you're not going out to some schmoozy place all yeah. day, but you still have a ton of people i don't know it just mm. i for i forgot about that little yeah. part <laughs> sorry i'm very defensive when it comes no, to no you should be people i like yeah there's not that many so i know but that's also that's not cuz i i just don't have time <laughs> you only name two things i think yeah I'm going with that. All right. Lindsay, where is the best place we've had sex? I have an immediate answer, but it's so fucking foggy and I don't remember the specifics. We haven't really had sex in crazy places. There's one place that will always stand out to me because it was like a giant fuck you to someone. I don't know why. <gasps> oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. I always default to when we had sex in the back of a limo because... Um, we went to visit that, that person driving could have a thousand percent see us. Like I just think back and I'm like, yeah, but we were in a limo. We did not have the money for a limo, but we were visit. This did was Shay pay for it. No, no, no we did. But it, it was like a stupid expense. We should not have <gasps> That's done right. it. Yeah. We didn't have money. then. We yeah. were with, we were visiting. This was a long time ago when we were first friends with Shay um, and Colette and we went to visit them. And then there was a snowstorm and we couldn't, we had to, uh, so they lived in Idaho and we had to go to Salt Lake city, Utah to catch our flight. Well, there were, there was no way for us to get I there. I think there was Ubers then. No, there were, there was absolutely not Uber yeah. then. Um, and I don't believe we were not old enough to rent a car. That's I think right, that's yeah. what the problem was. The only person who could take us was a limo and he did. And it was terrifying cause it was, um, but we had sex in the back of that. Was that more of just like to get past how scared we were? Or No, like... I think it was so that we could say we had sex in the back of a limo. That's true. Because I don't think we were horny at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but the other time. Do you? Re I don't remember the specifics. Yeah, right I remember. But I don't know how to say them without. Um... Oh, fuck them. <laughs> I don't know who they are, but fuck them. We went. <sighs> Shit. <laughs> it was i can't i can't tell you what the event was but it sure. was at someone's house and they're really bad people not bad people but just like like um everyday horrible like a little racist a little homophobic <laughs> a little like i have so much money fuck you yeah. like alcoholics so yeah i guess bad people um we had sex in their master bathroom I don't know why we think that's like a giant fuck you. <laughs> I, it, it, I still think it was. Yeah. They wouldn't have been happy about it. Yeah. No. Fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> um, who would struggle more if we broke up? Oh, shit. I don't know. Um, it's very obvious it would be me. You'd struggle more? I'd have to get a real job. Well, no, you wouldn't. You'd be you'd still. No, I would have to get a real job. Like, I. that's the thing. You think I'm just going to like ride by. No, I, I'd have to have some sort of livelihood. Hmm. 
Like okay. right now, my job is like a passion project that doesn't have to be profitable. See, but it, I, I was like, it, I, I thought it, it would be me because I was like, I would. I mean, it would then depend on what happens with like the kids. <laughs> if I'm like, if I turn into weekend dad. Oh my gosh! I was riding my bike the other day, and Phil said, "If you die, it's fine. I'll just hire two nannies." <laughs> <laughs> And he would hire too. I would a thousand percent. I think also, you know, here's the thing, to go deeper than that fucking thing is, I think part of it would also be because I'd be so scared to introduce another woman into their lives. Yeah. Like, cause that's, like, I remember so, my dad had so many girlfriends after my mom, my mom and them divorced. And my, same thing. My mom had a number of boyfriends. My dad had more girlfriends, but. uh, My mom never introduced me to any of her boyfriends when she, and she, I don't think she dated around that much. And then my dad met my now stepmom. That was the only woman that he introduced me to. Yeah. And I think that, I think it, it matters because you don't have that security is not the security, the, the consistency, yeah. the just like, which is stability, yeah. which is important as a kid. And I think my mom was very cognizant of that too. Yeah. Like it was very, um, but you know what? I was thinking about this yesterday for some reason. I think you would actually struggle. I would. Yeah. Because. I take care of so many things at home that then you having to take care of those things. Like you'd have to get an assistant to like pay your bills. And I'm not saying this because you're like a bad person. I'm saying it because you have so much going on here that I think that's why we make a good team is that I can take care of the stuff at home. But if you all of a sudden had to take care of stuff as a single dad and take care of the stuff at home and do your job, it would be hard. Yeah. No, I think if we broke up, I'd once again, if it depends on if I'm a weekend dad, I do my, I would do my job and then probably <laughs> for about a month, just smoke myself stupid and then wake up, do it and, <laughs> and hope that, and hope by the end of the, of a, a month I have recovered. We've been so jealous seeing people in quarantine without kids. One of my best friends has no kids and she looks like she's having a great time. Yeah. She's on. <laughs> also, I'm like, I just want to point out, I forgot to wear my ring today. I haven't been wearing it much. Mm. Um, She's making a statement. So the fact that I thought about who would struggle more in a divorce yesterday has no relevance to the fact that I'm not wearing my ring. Um, Phil won't let me divorce him because I will take all of his money. What do you think I'm learning from you? Hmm. I think you're learning how to collaborate. (laughs) I don't even agree with that. (laughs) What what are you you learning from me? I don't know if you, I don't think you're learning anything from me. I think you're learning everything from me. Oh, wow. Wow. (laughs) Are you learning anything from me? I don't think so. Not currently. (laughs) Um, But I do, going back to something we've talked about already is I think that I've learned to see different perspectives Better? I, think, I think I've taught you to think about yourself first. And you've given me the support to do that. I think that a lot of the time, I, I, okay, I think I've taught you <laughs> over our relationship, and I don't think it's from me doing an active effort, is teaching you to be the main character in your life. <laughs> that's so sweet. Are you being sarcastic? No. I can't tell. I think that's- I agree. Yeah, because I feel like, and I think maybe part of that stemmed from, in high school, I felt very much like the sidekick to- like my two main friends. And I've always felt like your sidekick. And I think you've given me the confidence to not be that anymore. Well, because, yeah, I don't see I see you as like a person, not just like a support system. Yeah, I think that's and sometimes I think that you viewed yourself as a support system. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm Phil's wife, you know, <laughs> but I, I agree. You've so it's not that you've taught me, but you've enabled me and given me that confidence and that little boost. Mm hmm. 
But I guess that is learning. Yeah. Lindsay, describe what you were like before we met. I was very motivated. (laughs) (laughs) I was very motivated and very independent. I graduated high school a year early and I was in college to become a psychiatrist. And then I said, fuck that. Did you really want to be? I wanted to be a psychiatrist really bad. But I never had the um, willingness to to do schoolwork. I wanted to learn in other ways. I thought, like, obviously, you can't be a a psychiatrist is a medical doctor. You can't be a psychiatrist without getting formal training. But I always was someone who gets very and you spoke about this beginning. I get very fixated on something and I just want to learn about that. Mm -hmm. So I think I ended up dropping out of college because. I couldn't get over the general ed requirements. I couldn't force my. Are you listening to yes. me? Yes. <laughs> I couldn't. For- I'm setting us up for a last question. Okay. I couldn't force myself to do the general ed requirements because all I wanted to focus on was other stuff. I but I was motivated and I was going to do that. And then, but I think meeting you because I was doing YouTube at the time already. So I think meeting you gave me the boost to say, screw this traditional route. Let's go for it. Let's move to LA and do that. Whereas before I was really trying to make myself fit into this box that all of my friends and family members were putting me in. And I thought that was the only way that I would have success in life was if I went to college. Well, I think a lot of people are told that, right? That's like, that's the way to do it. Yeah. And but I, I, then I'm, and I think that I, st- I'm, I'm still, I'm not going full, you know, Gary V and being like, colleges are idiots. But also he does it. That's not a, That's not a fair representation no. <laughs> of what he says. It's like you go to, I think college is important for a number of things. Yeah. And having the degree is incredibly important. I mean, even in our hiring process, like I probably wouldn't be able to get hired by this, my, my own company um, for 90% of the jobs. Yeah. You know, so I think that's important. Well, I, I also like when I see job descriptions and it's like you you have to have a bachelor's degree or or equivalent experience. Sure. Um, and then you just have to, I guess, prove yourself more in, in that area. Last thing. How am I not the person you dreamt of being with when you were younger? I thought you would have been black or Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Yeah, I can't help it. I'm sorry. You are who you are. I am who I am. Am you, I supposed to apologize? <laughs> you locked you locked me down before. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and ha- I'll answer this too. <laughs> you say the exact same thing. I really, really, really wanted to marry a baseball player. You, yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, did. I even remember we. I this haunts me to this day because I did not mean it when I said it, but we went to a friend's house. We were having dinner with their family and um, his sister was married to a baseball player. And I blurted out, oh, my gosh, you're so lucky. <laughs> you were sitting right next to me. And it was in the beginning of our relationship. And I when it came, nobody like. Was this before we hooked up or after? Th- this was after. OK. This was when we went to a different state to visit some friends. OK. Um. And his sister was married to a baseball player. She's not anymore. And I just remember saying, oh, my God, you're so lucky. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> yeah. So that's the only difference. Sorry. I knew I was going to marry someone successful. Sorry, I can't be on the road 280 days a year. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would have gone with you. You would have. Yeah. Never too late to start a new career. Yeah. 
I could do it. And I'm going to law school. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you laugh at that. Like, it's not a possibility. Of me being a baseball player is what I'm laughing at. No, of me being a lawyer. You can be anything you want to (laughs) be, except first lady, because that's what you told me. I would literally never. I would literally never, ever. Like, I think that there's a number of YouTubers that could easily jump into politics. I would be bad for it. Yes. You, but you know what you could be? You could be the person's chief of staff. You could be their non-elected position. <laughs> that's, that's what I need. No, you could be their press secretary. Ooh, fuck yeah. Watch out, Kaylee. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is that, is that who I'm going to replace? God, she is, she's something. Uh, she is equipped for that specific job. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, thank you for being a part of the podcast. Thanks. This was fun. It was much less um, stressful than last time. Yeah, it was fun. I yeah. think that's because it was. Uh, you, you know, I think it's also you were in a different place. One hundred percent. Last time I was like, I need alcohol in my cup, and now I'm like, water's great. I had a wellness shot. It's fine. <laughs> that sounds so, like you sound like a miserable person to be around. <laughs> and that's the end. But I did have a donut too. <laughs> I'm I'm still fun.